Okay, so we know that habits form a major part of our lives. They govern many, many, many of the non-conscious activities that we do every day. Now, some of those activities, those habits help us. Of course, some of those hinder us. So habit change, behavior change, getting better habits is clearly a smart thing to do. But so many people are just like, yeah, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to exercise more. Like they think that's going to be enough to create a new habit. It isn't. So let's dive into what it's really going to take. Meet your host, Andy Naylor. Andy is a men's physique transformation expert, competitive physical champion, and a multi-six-figure business owner who has helped thousands of busy, high-achieving men get into the best shape of their lives and reconnect with their inner alpha. On this show, Andy is going to share with you his playbook on feeling healthy again, avoiding the common pitfalls successful men fall into, dropping 20 to 30 pounds of fat, and building a physique you can finally be proud of. And the transformations aren't just physical either. You're going to learn how meeting your personal goals will help support your professional achievements, giving you that true alpha mentality. Let's go. Alphas, welcome back to the show. We continue our habit series today, diving into really just the first understandings of what it might be to well, begin to be successful changing a habit. We know from the last episode that a habit is simply a behavior repeated often enough with a positive immediate reward, and then the brain lays down neurological tracts so that this re rewarded repeated action becomes non-conscious. That's a habit. Something repeated often enough that your brain just thinks, okay, well, this is good, and we're going to keep doing this again. We'll, we'll give bandwidth back to the brain. Think about it that way. If something is being done, done non-consciously, your brain still has time to think, and maybe on an evolutionary level, that means the brain is then still able to look out for danger or opportunities while all this other stuff is just going on in the background. Now, the, the, the interesting thing there is I've literally just thought is I suppose if we go back far enough, there's only so many habits that we would have picked up. There was only so much stuff around us. Now we're surrounded by absolutely everything and anything possible, and all of it is vying for our attention. So the longer these habits, these behaviors that you've got have gone on, the more non-conscious they become. Walking is a really good example. It's a habit. You're doing a whole bunch of stuff habitually to walk, but you don't think about it. Switching on a light switch in a dark room is a habit. You don't think anything about it. They're set in stone and you've got gazillions of them. I don't know actually how many habits. I wonder, I wonder how many habits an average human is walking around with. That's interesting. Let's go Google that and find that. Anyway, um, the more set in stone they are, the harder they're going to be to break, right? Because there's literally neurological tracks, connections, neurological connections in your brain that are making it easy to keep in that habit. So breaking them is difficult, but still sometimes to go off and achieve a goal, problem solve something, remove ourselves from, from something, gain something, we're going to have to break them nonetheless. So, so I think it's fair to say far too many go about trying to change their habits with zero real understanding of what a true habit is. So we hear, you know, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to drink more water. I'm going to go to bed earlier. I'm going to go to the gym. Saying those things and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to have the habit of this. And then saying the words, 
I'm going to go to bed earlier, ain't going to do nothing, is it? You, you might go to bed earlier that day and that's it because nothing else has been addressed. Many, many think they lack the motivation to stick to habits, which is understandable because people bat the idea of motiva- motivation around like it's a real thing. Like it's a, you know, I've lost my motivation or I wish I could find my motivation. That's like as if motivation was in the real world, like it's been lost down the back of a sofa. It doesn't exist. What people lack is clarity. Clarity, the what's, the why's, the when's, the how's. If we can start to build those things in and around our habits, we actually stand at least some kind of chance, right, I would say. So let's go back. Last episode, if you listened to it, if you didn't, I'll probably go back and listen to it now. Otherwise, this one's not going to make a lot of sense. If you recall, a habit is a four-step loop. Can you remember what they were? Pop quiz time. What were they? Four-step loop. Cue. Craving. Response. Reward. If those four words don't mean anything, go back and watch, listen to whatever, whatever platform you're on, the previous episode. Cue, craving, response, reward. So first, um, all we're going to look at today, I say all, uh, but all we're going to look at today is just what it might create, what we want to need to create a good new habit. Okay, So we're going to go off down the positive direction. We could also, and we will be looking at what it will create to break a bad habit, but we're going to start with the positive. So what it would, what it would, take to create a good new habit, okay? Um, If we consciously want to create a good new habit, first, it would make sense that we need to consider the first part of the loop, the cue, okay? Just the cue. Today, we are literally just looking at the cue because if we don't pay attention to that, well, the rest of the habit is out of our control because it's non-conscious. So some cues in our habits are very obvious to us. Okay, um, like walking into a dark room. Okay, it's dark. You need to be able to see. So the the, the cue is as clear as day. Pun absolutely intended. Though the cue is really obvious. The, the room's dark. It's obvious, right? Some cues are way more sneaky than that. They're not so obvious. You don't see them coming. The cue happens. The habit gets triggered, and before you know it, you've had the reward, whether that's good, bad, indifferent, whatever. You're not really any the wiser because why? It's non-conscious. It's supposed to do that. So some cues are obvious when you think about them. Some are still going to be not so obvious. The more automatic the behavior, the more automatic the behavior, the less likely you are consciously thinking about it. Right? Scary, huh? Half, I think over half the stuff you do every day, you're not even thinking about it, which is useful because if you had to stop and think about it, it would break your brain, right? So. Um, so herein lies the first rule, the first rule of good behavior change. The first rule of good behavior change. Make the cue obvious. Make it obvious. Make it obvious. Okay. Here comes an example. Here come a few examples. There was a study done. And I'm, again, I want to completely credit uh, James Clear on a lot of the things I'm saying here. Uh, I'll, I'll, a lot of the things that are pretty much most of what I'm delivering to you in this podcast is really because I've been reading the book Atomic Habits. I I cannot recommend it highly enough. This it, I read this book and it's inspired me to bring this information out to you guys. Um, go read it. Go buy it. Go read it. It's insanely good and obviously clearly far more in depth than what I'm delivering here. But in that book, I read that there was a study. 248 people wanted to build better exercise habits. They were split into three groups. 
Group number one were simply asked to track how often they exercised over the given amount of time, which I don't know what the time was, but over a given amount of time. Just how just track how often, say, per week you exercise. That's group one. Group two were asked to track how often and at the same time or well through the week, read motivational articles on the benefits of exercise. Group one, group two. Group three were asked to track everything, read the motivational articles and formulate a plan for when and where and what time they would exercise. The when, the where, the time. Okay. They were asked to write this down in a sentence, basically bring it into the real world and make it obvious, put it in front of them. Okay. They were asked to write this sentence. I will partake in at least 20 minutes of vigorous exercise on day, at, time, in, place. In other words, we can break that sentence down. I will behavior, whatever the thing is that that doesn't have to be exercise, I will behavior, the habit, at, time, in, location. I will new behavior at time in location. Okay, that's the only difference. They brought it into the world. So the results. <laughs> Groups one and two, 35 to 38% of them exercised at least once per week. 35 to 38. That's not a big range, right? 35 to 38. So interestingly, there was really no major statistical impact of the motivational reading. Think about all the scrolling on social media do you do looking for motivation from influences. It's basically fucking useless. According to this study, it's literally useless. It doesn't do anything. doesn't help. Doesn't act. It's no, there's no intention behind it. You might learn some stuff, granted. Does it help you implement it? Probably not. Group number three. Remember, so group number three, ask to track, read motivational stuff, and in, make, put an implementation sentence down. exercised at least once per week. 91%, it's more than like double. The jump is ginormous. It's statistically huge. The first two groups, 35 to 38%. Just by adding in a sentence, I will behavior at time, place, yeah? More than double. It's made, they've made the cues so obvious and so very real. It's in the real world. They've created a very simple, yet I would say uber powerful implementation plan for the queue to be triggered at a given place at a given time. The rest of the three steps of a habit, the craving, the response, the reward, just simply follow on afterwards. Okay. When you go all the way through, the reward is they, oh, I actually got it done. I got it done. I got it done. I feel better. I got it done. I got it done. I feel better. I feel better. I feel better. The brain's like, uh huh. Okay. Eventually, Eventually, whatever the time and the place is, they just end up there. Alphas, I interrupt this show with a simple message. This show is here to benefit you and your progression to the best version of yourself. But not only just you, it's also here to benefit the people around you, your loved ones, your friends, other alphas in your vicinity. So why not do a really cool thing today? Something that I would thank you for and maybe someone else would. Share this podcast with at least one other alpha out there who you know would benefit from it. Why not share the information, share the ability for someone else to grow? I'm sure they would thank you. I 100% would absolutely thank you. This podcast only grows by our listeners, our followers doing amazing things like giving us five-star reviews, downloading podcasts, subscribing, and then of course sharing it with other people. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. 
share it with one person and of course drop us a five-star review download the podcast and of course subscribe and now back to the show now what's interesting is that now i've just literally said that i can remember i can remember this, will, this could be quite a lot of people i remember being on prep for shows um and I would wake up so early in the morning. And before I'd even really woken up, I realized I actually already made it to the gym and I was walking uphill on a treadmill and I've been there 30 minutes. And I'm like, here I am again. And I hadn't even thought about it. I don't remember the drive there. I don't remember getting dressed. I remember leaving the house. I remember nothing. I just remember something like really kind of gained in conscious in the gym. Maybe I'd never left. Maybe that's a thing. But basically, you just the, the beginning part becomes so, once you've made that intention and it happens, but you get the reward from it, eventually, eventually you repeat it often enough. And for me, that was daily over 16 weeks. You just, it just happens. Then it's non-conscious, then it's a habit. Another easy example. Let's imagine, okay, slightly different way of looking at things. Let's imagine you need to up your water intake. That's a theoretically really simple thing to do, but you'd be surprised how difficult this can be. The cue of thirst is my, well, technically anyway, the cue of thirst is miles too late. The moment you feel thirsty, you're dehydrated, right? So the cue of thirst or something physical is going to be way too late to help you up your water intake. Make the cue obvious. In fact, go a step further and control the cue. How about you just carry a water bottle with you everywhere you go? You're now carrying the cue around with you. Remember, it's not how much time it takes to uh, create a new habit. It's how many repeatable processes of the habit. Well, if you've got a water bottle with you, you can sip on that thing hundred times a day. Two hundred. I don't. I don't know. Like depends on how much water you need to drink. I drink five, six liters a day. I wonder how many individual sips I take. I'm repeating that habit over and over and over and over and over again. I don't even think about it. I don't think about drinking five to six liters of water a day. It just kind of happens. I just get. I. I tell you what I actually do now I think about it. I always get out a five-litre bottle at the beginning of the day. It's a five-litre bottle, and I just make sure I drink the whole thing. But the cue is I always get that bottle out fresh every morning. It's, that's, that's my water, fresh every morning. I start a fresh bottle every morning, and then by the end of the day, it's gone, and I've probably drunk a little bit more. Make the cue as clear as possible, okay? Work out what the new habit is. Like, sit down, write down, well, I need to do this. Okay, how, how can I... Can I, can I put a time, a place, and a, and a, you know, a, a, a the behavior? I need to this, and I'll do it at time, and I'll do it at place, and I'm going to write it down, and maybe I'm going to stick that on the screensaver on my computer. Maybe it's the screensaver on my phone. Make it obvious, folks. Okay. Another way to incorporate and bring into your world a new habit just, again, just in terms of the cue. We're only talking about the cue here, the first part. Another way is to habit stack. I've been talking about this for a long time. Didn't realize I was doing it. But habit stack, stacking. So, so if you need to introduce a new habit, why not just attach it to a pre-existing good habit? Oh, that sounds so ridiculously easy. It is. So let's find, let's, okay, let's think of a, um, let's think of a habit that someone might want to introduce to their life. Let's, that someone needs to meditate. Someone wants, somebody wants to do daily mindfulness practice. Okay, that would be smart. And this particular person, like the morning's going to be the best time to probably do it. Okay, right. So we've got somebody who wants to meditate in the morning. Let's find a morning habit to attach it to. We could think of a load, probably coffee, morning hot drink, right? Most people have a morning hot drink and we're going to pretend that this particular person does. So let's reuse that intention sentence slightly. 
but we're going to change it so we can still write it down. So we can still write. We now know from that study that the writing of something made it over double the chance of it being successful. So how about we now write this phrase? After current habit, I will new habit. After current habit, I will new habit. Now, actually, now in the real world, it sounds like after I pour my... Oh, actually, we, we, let's put a time in there. After current habit, at certain time, I will new habit, right? No, it's be really precise. So the real sentence now is, after I pour my morning coffee at 7 a.m., I will meditate for 10 minutes on the chair in my office. How precise is that? That is an intention statement. But we've attached the new habit of meditation directly after uh, a, a pre-existing habit of pouring the coffee. The more precise you can make that sentence, the better. So now we've got this idea of bringing a habit into the real world by an intention sentence. I will behavior at location at time. And then we can stack them together if we want to. I will, after current habit, I will new habit. Stack them. So you, here's, here's one that I re didn't realize I was doing. When I go through for my morning walk, right, I will, and then I added two, well, I will, one, drink a liter of water, and two, listen to a podcast. So I'm now adding two habits onto a morning walk because there are actually two habits. There are three habits I can do at the same time. I can walk, I can listen, I can drink, okay? So now it's like, well, I can get a whole bunch of stuff done all in one go, but the morning walk was something I was doing anyway. I needed to get more water in and I wanted to educate myself. And I've always done that through podcasts. Hence, I started my own podcast. So two very easy examples of how you can just use the first part, just the cue. We're going to look at the other three parts as well. Not today, but that's just the cue. So let's, um, let's, let's try another. Okay. Needs to exercise more often. Okay. And this particular person, uh, let's imagine this person has to pick up the kids on the way home from work. Okay, so let's habit stack. This person needs to exercise more often, and they, we know that they pick up the kids on the way from work, so let's habit stack. So after current habits, I will new habit. Okay. The real sentence is, after I drop the kids back home at, seven, uh, at say, 5 p.m., I will immediately put on my gym clothes and leave for the gym. Now, there's two interesting things there. We've got put on the gym clothes and leave for the gym. Sort of two parts of that. When most people put on gym clothes, they're going to go out the house. There's a big, I would say there's a massive correlation between people coming home and not getting changed as soon as possible and like far-arsing around. The moment people sit down and start watching telly, it's done, game's over. So after I drop the kids over home, I will immediately put on my gym clothes and leave for the gym. Okay, habit stacking. But also we've got time and place and all sorts of things in it. It becomes real. Let's think of another one. Uh, need to eat healthier. Uh, need to eat healthier. So I will, uh, as habit stack. So after current habit, um, I will new habit. So, okay, um, how can we do this one? So when I begin to serve up food, I will always put vegetables on the plate first. So slightly different, but it's still an intention statement. And eventually, guess what? If repeated often enough, that you'll just do that. You'll just put more, if vegetables were the thing that you needed, obviously, you'd put more vegetables on the plate because you'd fill the plate up first. Basically, just make it obvious. Make these cues obvious. The more obvious, the more in front of you are, they are, they're not, they're not battling for your attention. You've made them obvious. So a very quick roundup of what we've just discussed 
in the first step of uh, behavior change. And the first law of behavior change is make it obvious, make it clear, okay? Use time and locations as guides to create new cues. Use time and location, okay, uh, as guides to create new cues. Be intentional with it. I will behavior at time in location. Write it down, screensavers, whatever. And then stack. Stack uh, the new habit that you want to create with a good existing habit. So after current habit, I will new habit. Easy, simple. So that rounds things up for today, folks. I hope that has been insightful. I found this really insightful. I can't wait to share how you can now implement the, the craving, um, the response and the reward, and how we can build those things together to basically give you indestructible habits going forward. I can't wait to deliver the next episodes. But for now, that's me over and out. Have a great day. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. We hope that you feel motivated to start making changes in your life so you can see those results that you've been wanting to achieve. Remember, you can do anything you set your mind to. If you love the show, please leave us a five-star review and make sure you tell your friends. If you'd like to connect with Andy, you can find him on Instagram at Andy underscore Nailer underscore Pure underscore Elite underscore Pro. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. Talk to you again soon.